0: Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm so honored that you would join me for this time of prophetic intercession, teaching, and fellowship. Listen, we're in South Florida. If you are in South Florida, I want to meet you. Come on by to Awakening House of Prayer in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We have two opportunities for you to encounter God. 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Two entirely different messages, two entirely different experiences, Same God, same Holy Ghost, same Jesus, talking, moving, healing, delivering people every week at Awakening House of Prayer. Amen. If you can't get here in person, you can watch our first service online at ahop.online, A-H-O-P.online. Consider becoming a web church member. We're restarting my virtual life group, which we took a small hiatus for those holidays and for the events that followed. We are ready to run. Today I'm reading from Victory Decrees. Daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. And today's devotion is titled, Stop Fighting Every Battle Alone. Stop Fighting Every Battle Alone. Wouldn't you like to do that, really? And here's what I heard the Lord say Two are better than one. One can put a thousand to flight, and two can put 10,000 to flight. Yes, there are some battles you will have to fight alone. There are some enemies you will have to gain victory over in your own right by my authority and grace, says the Lord. Now listen, but I have not called you to fight every battle Alone, I have called you to go two by two into the enemy's camp like the lepers who sat at the gate. I have called you to be part of an army who goes into battle the strong man and take the spoils. Stop fighting alone, says God. Ask your brothers and sisters for the help you need to overtake the devil's plans for your life, says the Lord. Come on, that's a good word. Deuteronomy 32:30. Joshua twenty three ten, Leviticus twenty six eight are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, help me discern when I need reinforcements in the fight. Give me the grace of humility to understand I need help, and the willingness to ask for the help I need. In Jesus' name, I decree in the Spirit. I decree a synergy in the spirit for warfare against the strong man. Ooh, I like that. I decree a synergy in the spirit for warfare against the strong man. I like it so much. I'm going to read it a third time. I decree a synergy in the spirit for warfare against the strong man. I declare victory beyond my wildest imagination is my portion in battle in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning because you are a warrior. (laughs) You're not just a warrior, God. You're the glorious warrior, God. The victorious, glorious warrior, God. That is who you are. You have never lost a battle. You will never lose a battle. And this is the God that we serve. We are in Christ and we will never lose a battle when we follow his leadership. So, Father, would you help us today? as we glorify your name to get a deeper revelation of what's possible in you, the victory that we can attain when we follow your leadership. God, as we praise you this morning, as we lift up your name this morning, as we surrender ourselves to you this morning, as we say yes to your will, to your ways, to your commands this morning, God, as we just go all in with Jesus this morning, would you give us that revelation That deeper understanding that you are the glorious warrior God and you never lose and we will not lose when we follow you. Jesus, I wish I could get somebody to get this. Let me back up a minute and prepare, help me, help you prepare your hearts. Father, I'm asking you to pour out the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Lord, we want to know of you. We want the knowledge of the holy. Would you pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ? He laid his life down and he picked it back up again so that we could live forever with him. Because that is who he is. He is a sacrificial God. He's a meek God, a humble God, but at the same time, a glorious warrior God. Would you help us, Lord, to take on that character in our daily lives so that we can walk in that authority in battle? Lord, would you help us to take on the character of Christ to allow you to shape us, to mold us into the image of your dear son? Would you help us, Lord, to yield to that making process, the making of a warrior? Would you help us, Lord, to yield to your commandments, which are never burdensome? Would you help us, Lord, to just surrender all to you so that we don't keep surrendering to the enemy's plans? Give us, Lord, that understanding, that revelation that we are always surrendering to something or someone. We are always submitting to something or someone. We are always yielding to something or someone. It's either going to be you, some other person, or the enemy himself, God. We do not want to yield to the enemy. We do not want to submit to the enemy's plans and purposes for our lives. And yet sometimes we do. We submit to the fear and we submit to the, the, the rejection and we submit to the, to the anxiety and we submit to the depression. We submit to our own desires tempted by the enemy to go places you've not called us to, to do things you've not told us to do, to do things that you've told us not to do. God, we do not want to submit to the enemy. So we need a deeper revelation of you. The knowledge of the holy. Your word tells us, be ye holy, even as I am holy. That is your command. That is our mandate, to be holy, even as you are holy. To be righteous, even as you are righteous. In Christ, we can do this, God. Give us a revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. We're always surrendering to something. We're always surrendering to someone. We're always yielding, submitting to something or someone, somewhere. God, we want to yield to you and you alone. Help us to yield to your spirit, your generous spirit, your good, good spirit. the Spirit of grace, we want to submit to you. We want to yield to you. We want to surrender to you. Give us the grace that we need to surrender to the one, the right one, the only one, the lover of our soul and the lifter of our head, our creator, Elohim God, who is with us, Emmanuel. Help us, Lord, to see this. Help us, Lord, to get this. Help us, Lord, to grab hold of this. We are always submitting to someone or something. <laughs> We submit to traffic lights. We submit to surgeons when we go under the knife. We submit to rules of law in society. But above all that, more than that, help us to submit to you. Lord, your word says to submit ourselves to you. Resist the devil and he will flee. I see that, Lord. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Is that what the word says? Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Father, help us when we're having all this warfare, when all these imaginations are coming against our mind, when the emotions are high. Would you help us to remember these words? Because we're submitting to somebody And we don't want to submit to the devil. We don't want to resist you. But how many times do we do that? God, we just don't see in the moment how we're behaving. We don't get it. We don't grasp it. We're not cognizant of it. We're in the flesh. We're In our carnal mind, the part of our mind that is not renewed sometimes overtakes what we know. Sometimes the truth that we know. We don't walk in the truth that we know. We know it. We know it. We know the right thing to do. And sometimes we're so overcome by emotion or so overcome by witchcraft or so overcome by something other than your spirit that we know the right thing to do and we just can't do it. We forget what we know. (laughs) We forget what we know. We know we've been taught. We know. We forget in that moment, that one moment, the enemy tempts us not to submit to God. The enemy tempts us to say the wrong thing out of our mouth, words of doubt, words of fear, an evil report. We know the truth, but it's the truth that we walk in that sets us free. We know the truth. We know the truth. You are the truth. We know you. And here again, we find ourselves in situations where clearly the enemy has gained what appears to be a short term upper hand upon us. The enemy has formed what appears to be weapons that seem to be prospering against us. Because we didn't submit to God, we didn't surrender to Him, we didn't yield to His Spirit, we didn't receive the warning, we didn't watch and pray. The enemy gets an upper hand, if only for a moment, like in a wrestling match, Paul said. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle momentum shifts. One wrestler is on top, then the other wrestler is on top, and the momentum shifts, and the momentum shifts, and the momentum shifts, but it doesn't have to shift. We can stay on top. God, help us stay on top. Help us stay on top in this wrestling match that we find ourselves in. Help us stay on top in this wrestling match with the enemy, with principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Would you help us, Lord, to stay on top by submission to you? We stay on top by surrender to you. We stay on top by yielding to you. Help us stay on top. We don't want to have to wrestle our way from underneath the enemy. But we want to pin him down. We want to make him flee. We don't want to run away from the battle line because we were too afraid to fight the enemy that's holding our spoils. We want to be like you've called us, like you've characterized us. You said that that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you said that the righteous are as bold as lions. And we don't want to shrink back from the battle because we're not confident. We don't want to shrink back from the battle because the enemy seems too fierce for us. We don't want to shrink back from the battle because we're afraid. Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. I see that, Lord. The Lord showed me this yesterday and he's showing me this again today. Some of you, the reason why you have so much warfare is because you've taken on battles that are not your battles. Let that sink in. Some of you have experienced in this past season far more warfare than you could handle, and you've paid too great a price, and for some of you, it's because God did not call you to fight that battle. You're worn out, you're weary, you're ready to quit, and maybe you should quit fighting that battle. Maybe you should, as a matter of fact, you should call uh, upon the Lord and ask him, am I fighting a battle that you have not called me to fight? There is no grace to fight a battle that God has not commissioned you and deployed you to fight. God only gives grace to do what he has called you to do. There is no grace to fight a battle that's not your battle. Oh, Jesus. I know I'm talking to a lot of you right now. Some of you are fighting a battle that's a lost cause, absolute lost cause. It can't be one. Others of you are fighting a battle that could be won, but not by you. It's not your battle. Others of you are fighting a battle that is your battle, but you need reinforcements. You need a new strategy. You need a new plan. You need a new tactic. So Father, would you show us today with regard to the warfare that we find ourselves in? Would you show us today the truth about the battle that we're in? Would you show us today, God, if we are fighting a battle that's really a lost cause, it's never something that we could have even won. We took on something because we're strong-headed or stubborn or sometimes we fight for people in our life that that God's trying to remove from our life. That battle can't be won. Some of you are battling for reconciliation over a relationship that it can't be won. God's not going to reconcile it. And you better be glad that he does it because if he did, you'd be more miserable than you are now. You have to understand when the horse is dead, dismount. Some of you are fighting battles that can't be won. It's not God's will. Oh, Jesus, help me to help your people today. Some of you are fighting battles for what you think is God's will, and it's not God's will. And that is why you are so worn out, stressed out, frazzled. Because that battle can't be won. It's not His will. Others of you are fighting a battle that can't be won because it's not your battle. It's God's will, but it's not your battle to fight. Every battle is not your battle. Somebody else is called to fight that thing, and some of you are not winning because you're fighting with the wrong strategy. You're fighting with the wrong weapon. You ever see a golfer try to putt with a, with a wood? If you use the wrong club, you're not going to get the right results. Father, would you teach our hands to battle and our fingers to war today? God, give us discernment. We don't want to fight a battle that's not our battle. We don't want to fight against your will as if somehow we could change a situation, a relationship, a a job, whatever. If it's not your will, Lord, we don't want to fight for what we think is your will. We only want to fight for what we know is your will for us. Come on, this will set somebody free. Come on, this will set somebody free. Somebody's getting free right now. Somebody just needs, oh, just exhale. It's not your fight. The Lord's going to show some of you. It's not your fight. It was lost before you ever went on the battlefield. It, it, there was no winning solution there. It's just not possible to win, so stop fighting, or it's not your fight. So stop fighting. Father, help us today. Help us today to see through your eyes the battlefield that is set before us because there's always another battle. There's always another war. We have seasons of rest, but there's always some fight we could take on. But should we? Father, help us to adopt the strategy of David. David, the great warrior who never lost a battle, never lost a battle. David never lost a battle. Before he went into wars, he asked the Lord The same question every time. He said, Shall I go up? Lord, should I fight this battle? Lord, is this my war assignment? Now, here's the dangerous thing one more dangerous thing. Listen, if you are fighting the wrong battle, then that means there is another battle somewhere that you're probably supposed to be fighting and the enemy is gaining ground on that front. Are you listening to me? If you are fighting the wrong battle, if all of your energy and spiritual warfare is going toward target A and that's not your battle, then that means the enemy is probably taking advantage of your distraction And he's going to begin, if he hasn't already, wreaking havoc over here and starting fires over there and gaining ground in your life while you're fighting the wrong battle. And this is a strategy of the enemy to distract you with things that you're not called to take on so that he can work behind your back to take from you things that you're supposed to have. So help us to see, Lord. Help us to see the battlefield through your eyes. Because the battle is ultimately the Lord's. The battle belongs to you, God. And only by your commissioning can we successfully win a fight. Only by your dispatch, your deployment. Only by your leading and your guidance. Paul said in Corinthians, thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. Listen, God doesn't lead you, then you won't have triumph. Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. If you want to have triumph, you need to be led by God. If God's not leading you into the battle, there will be no triumph. There will be tears, pain, loss, suffering unnecessarily. And God is so good that he works everything together for your good. Anyway, he teaches you and he cleans up your wounds, and but do you really want to go through that for no reason? Do you really want to keep fighting the wrong battles? Do you really want to keep using all your energy over here when you could be putting it over there and seeing breakthrough? You won't see breakthrough in a battle God has not called you to fight. Come on, I'm pray-teaching you now. We love you, Lord. We want to be led by you. We want to submit ourselves to you. We want to surrender to you. We want to be able to see what you're showing us. We want to be able to understand what you're trying to say to us. Lord, help us today. I'm asking you to show all of us. Show us if we are fighting a battle that's not ours. If the enemy is distracting us with fires over here so he can start fires over there while we're not looking. Help us, Lord, to discern if we should go up like David did or if we should retreat or if we should just encourage whoever it is that's fighting their battle, and not join with them. (laughs) Give us great discernment in this realm of spiritual warfare. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'll tell you, if you'll grab hold of this truth today, your life will be a lot better. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era, get sent out with the word of the lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com you have gifts god expects you to use them if you need training to school your gift log on to school of the you'll find training in spiritual warfare prophetic ministry Prayer, Seers Ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to school of today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayers online campus. You'll experience an online family preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online, hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today. And join our family. I lived in constant warfare. That's not God's portion for you. There are seasons of warfare. And on Sunday, we're going to be talking about that, discerning warfare against your life, discerning these seasons of warfare. But not every war is yours. Amen. I want to keep praying here so. If you know somebody that needs to hear what I just said, why don't you share that with them? I'm gonna take a sip of coffee and we're gonna dive into this burning bush moment. On Sunday at Awakening House of Prayer, we're gonna be talking about discerning your seasons of warfare in our second service here in South Florida. Come on over. Now let's press into this. Thank you for your comments and your likes and your shares this morning. I appreciate it. Let's go back. Listen. We are in a season where God is going to begin to do very spectacular things in the earth. The Lord spoke to me hmm, probably in June, and I've never released this before, because the timing wasn't right for people to receive it. We're actually entering an age of miracles. We're actually entering an age of miracles. And God is trying to position us to be in the right place at the right time, to answer his calling without fear, to walk in our prophetic destiny. But we have to discern the burning bush moments. Hear me well. You can miss your burning bush moments. First of all, you're probably wondering what is a burning bush moment a burning bush moment is a time when god is seeking to get our attention he's he's speaking to us in an unconventional way perhaps he's he's wanting us to answer a call there's something that he wants us to participate in with him he wants to send us forth and he he'll speak very clearly and sometimes in a dramatic way but we can miss it burning bush moments they, they they'll change our lives forever And they draw us into this deep dependency on God because the burning bush moment leads us into something that we know we're not prepared to do in our own strength. We know that apart from Him, we're we're, we're not ever going to be able to do what He just told us to do in a dramatic encounter. And we see the burning bush in Moses' life. I'm pray teaching you today. You need to get this. Exodus 3. One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father in law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. Listen, there the angel of the Lord came to him in a burning bush. The New Living Translation says, a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. It was a burning bush. Now, understand this. Listen, listen to me. Burning bushes were not an unusual sight. In the wilderness, bushes did burn. If you look at history, you read commentaries, you'll see that it, it, it wasn't the burning bush. I mean, that was not an unusual sight. Here's what was unusual. The Bible says Moses stared in amazement. Listen, why was he staring at this burning bush? These, these were not unusual. This is why you can miss it. Because the burning bush itself may not be all that unusual, but if you're spiritually sensitive, you'll do what Moses did. Look, though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. The bush should have burned, should have burned out. The bush should have burned until it was burned up, and then it should have just been char. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing," Moses said to himself. "Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it." He was spiritually alert. He probably passed other burning bushes that same week, but because the bush wasn't consumed, this was unusual. He was paying attention. He was spiritually aware. We have to cultivate that in our lives. In verse four, listen. Here's every. This is everything. Listen. This is everything. Listen. This is everything. When the Lord saw Moses come take a closer look, God called him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. It wasn't until the Lord saw Moses stop and take a closer look that God spoke to him. Moses could have kept walking by that burning bush. He could have kept looking at it and say, wow, that's weird. It didn't get burned up. Oh, well, I'm busy. I've got some sheep I got to water. He could have said, wow, that's that's an odd thing. I'm going to come back and look at this later when I'm done with work. I'm going to come and make some time to examine why this bush isn't burning up tomorrow because I got somewhere to be right now. He didn't do that and it was when the lord saw moses coming to take a closer look when when god saw his spiritual curiosity when god saw his hunger when god saw that he was aware of his surroundings And curious enough to explore something. That is when God spoke to him. That is when God called him. That is when God commissioned him. That is when God gave him revelation. That is when God raised him up as a deliverer. But he had to do something to respond to the burning bush. And so do you. And so do I. You can miss your burning bush moment. Because you're too busy. You can miss your burning bush moment. Because you're just not curious. You see something, you hear something, you sense something, you feel something, you hear a message like this and you switch the channel when God's trying to speak to you. God uses certain things in life. Listen, it's not going to always be a burning bush. I actually did see a burning bush once. I came in through my condo many years ago and there's bushes right there next to the entrance of the door. And the bush was burning. The bush was smoking. The weather's smoke, there's fire, right? The bush was smoking. There was smoke. I didn't see fire, but I saw smoke coming out of the bush. Freaked me out because I knew the story of Moses. And I stopped and I looked. And I could not find any source of fire. I examined it closely. I don't know why it was smoking. Maybe it was just smoking in the spirit. Maybe I was the only one who could see it. But I stopped to look. And then I got in my elevator and there was somebody in the elevator who was storybook blind, the cane, the glasses and everything. And he didn't say a word. And I never saw him again. And I never saw him before. This person wasn't really a person. This person was an angel And the Lord was trying to send me a message in that moment. He was telling me that I was blind to something, that I could not see something and that it was dangerous to my life. And it wasn't too far after that, that I was able to be promoted because I came out of agreement with a lie of the enemy over my life. And God promoted me massively and sent me forth in new ways. That was one of my burning bush moments. But you could miss it. I could have been in such a hurry to get in my house that I saw the smoking bush and said, ah, that's weird. I got to go get dinner. So, Father, would you help us to be spiritually aware? Would you help us, Lord, not to be in such a hurry all the time that we miss the burning bush in whatever form it takes? Maybe your burning bush is a billboard on the highway, and God's trying to direct your attention to a message on that billboard. Maybe your burning bush moment is a is a phone call. Someone that you haven't spoken with in a long, long time calls your phone, but you're too busy to pick it up. I don't know. Be led by the Spirit because God is bringing us into a season of burning bush moments where he's going to begin to speak to us in spectacular ways about spectacular things. But if we are too busy to stop and look, if we are too busy to wait and see, if we are too busy to ask, to turn aside to look, We will miss the burning bush moment. So, Father, increase our spiritual awareness. Lord, we want to be hungry for you. We want to be on fire for you. We are amazed by you. Help us not to miss what you're doing in the earth and what you're doing in our life. Help us, Lord, not to, my God, just be in such a hurry all the time that we don't sit before you, that we don't process with you, that we don't ask you, what does this mean? Lord, we want to learn from every mistake we've made. We want to learn from the season that we're in, from a global perspective to a very personal, intimate response to your heart, trying to teach us. You are our teacher. Help us, Lord, not to be too busy to sit and learn of you, Jesus said, come to me, all you who you are heavy laden and weary, and I will give you rest, of, rest for your souls. Learn of me because I am meek, I'm humble. I just feel a real sovereign moment right now. Listen, if you knew how much God loves you, for real, if I knew, if we could grasp it, it would so radically change our lives. We wouldn't walk around afraid. We wouldn't walk around angry, irritable, worried. If we could just grasp the love of God. He wants to speak to you something so personal to you that there's no prophet in the world that he would trust to deliver the message. That's how intimate he wants to be with you. Are you hearing me? I value prophetic ministry. I've walked in the office of a prophet for 20 years, but there are some things God wants to say to your heart that is not the prophet's business. God wants to speak to you something so intimate that you don't want somebody prophesying that to you, but you have to turn aside to look. I have to turn aside to look. I have to wait. You have to wait. So help us Lord to wait in your love, to wait in your grace to wait in faith because there are burning bush moments coming. We don't want to miss them. We don't want to miss our appointment for this season. We don't want to miss that still small voice of the Lord speaking precious words of love and life to our souls. We don't want to miss anything that you want to show us, give us, Tell us, we want to walk so closely with you that we are our own best prophets, that we hear from you, no deception. The Lord told me on for New Year's Eve, what I, one of the words I shared was, it was a year to return to your first love. And I would challenge many of you to do that today. I don't know where you are in, in the Lord and your relationship, but I'm not making accusations. I would never accuse you. I love you. But for many people in the body of Christ, we have turned aside to look at other things. We've turned aside to look at a virus, or we've turned aside to look at an election, or we've turned aside to look at whatever it is that consumes our heart that is temporal. And God wants us to turn aside to look at things that are eternal. Paul put it this way. He said, keep your mindset on things above and not on things of the earth. And when we choose to set ourselves apart for Him, to consecrate ourselves, to pursue holiness, it opens our ears and it opens our eyes to new dimensions in the Spirit where revelation flows and where fear fades away. And it's in times like those where you feel a closeness with God that you either didn't know existed or forgot existed. Because the cares of this world choke out the word and choke out his presence. Strife kills the anointing. And I just feel such a sovereign, holy moment right now where God is literally beckoning us into his presence, calling us back to our first love, deeper into love, deeper into joy, deeper into peace and out of the ways of the world, out of the temptations of the world, out of the arguments of the world, these worldly arguments that we find ourselves in in this season. So many of us find ourselves in these arguments that have everything to do with the world and nothing to do with heaven. They have no eternal value and they're distracting us from his heart. So help us, Lord, not to allow the things of the world to distract us from our burning bushes. Help us, Lord, to be spiritually aware, spiritually sensitive, spiritually hungry enough to stop and meditate on what you're doing, what you want to do, and what you want to say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? There's more for you. There's a deeper place in him. You want to sow, you want to help this broadcast today in this ministry? There's three ways you can do that. You can share this broadcast with somebody, and I wish you all would, especially those of you that hang out with me to this point. The next thing you can do is you can join my prayer army, and I need your prayer. Believe me. I need your prayer. Go to prayforjennifer.com. And the third way is you can sow a seed financially. You can go to jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give. Text to give is 754 You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box. If you want to mail something, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 3-3-3-0-3. So remember, your sharing this actually helps us reach a lot more people. It rises up in the ranks. The likes, the stars, the uh, the comments, all of that helps us reach more people. And you to pray for me. Prayforjennifer.com. And you can sow if you are led to do so. That is how we advance. The ministry is through the supporters like you. Love you guys. Bless you. Share this before you get off. If you just came on, go back and listen from the beginning. If you missed it, have a great day.